Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Jenna. How's it going? So good. Great. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I wasn't maybe as great, but now that we're here. You're great. Yeah. Wow. I've missed sitting down, having these spiritual conversations with you, Jenna. Really? We do it every week. I know. I think some of the most beautiful things about our friendship happen in just our like simple conversations. Yeah. Our like Sunday. <laughs> we when- do that on Q&A, Beth. Are you there? Yes, but I think we're not, we're like getting a topic from people and responding to that. Whereas I'm getting a topic from you and responding to that. First of all, this is how it's different. We talk about topics together <laughs> and then I sort of flesh it out. But then I'm like, hey, is that what yeah. you want to talk about? Yeah. And if it's ever about marriage, it's a no for me. Every single time I'm like, hey, do you think we should talk, we should talk about marriage at some point? No, no, never. <laughs> We did that episode on being single. I know. Last season. I know. Can you guys vote? Obviously, they're no one vote wants. Yes. No one needs. No one wants to hear about marriage. I think most people want to hear about marriage. I don't know anyone. Listen, I think what's so special about our conversation on sure. marriage. I don't know yet because we, <laughs> we haven't recorded it. But I do think that we would. We're not going to talk about it in the normal way that people talk about it. I don't even know how normal people talk about it because I'm not interested in that topic. I don't listen to marriage talk. That's true. There's something offered on vocation. <laughs> no, thank you. Jenna's like, I don't need that. I don't mean to sound prideful. No, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. But I do think there are like some topics that are like, here's our normal conversation on this thing. Yeah. You know what I meant. I didn't even know what I meant. We're, we're playing Mad Libs. We're, warm, we're warming up here. We're just Put a noun up. right here. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're not going to talk about marriage this season. No. <laughs> Sorry. This season, we're going to keep it simple. That's actually the, the theme. We should create a jingle. S-I-M-P-L-E. I think that was just bingo. S-I-M-P-L-E. I wasn't singing bingo. Is that a song? I made up that medley. Melody. That was Mickey Mouse. M O U S E. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to keep it simple. So, this season, you're just going to be hanging out with me and Jenna. No guests. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Take your seats. (laughs) You can all be seated. So, it's just going to be you and me, friend. You and me. Keeping it simple, not only in that it's just the two of us having a heart-to-heart every week with all of you. But also, our topics are going to be pretty simple. We're keeping that S theme. We're letting that drive the train here. Love it. Everything is going to be an S. So here's my brilliant idea. Ooh. We could talk about marriage because the Sacraments. Okay. I was going to say spouse. That wouldn't be a good topic. Too obvious. But sacrament. Oh, spouse like Jesus. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Bridal union, the yeah. marriage of the lamb. Yes, please. But yeah, so your idea is better. And we do have an episode <laughs> on sacraments. So this is great. Great. We'll, we'll just briefly, we'll just touch marriage. Great. Doesn't get its own episode. <laughs> why, would the, why would the vehicle through which you become holy 
and get its own episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to keep it simple. Yeah. I'm in. Me too. In case you're wondering. You know, I was thinking this morning about simplicity. Yeah. It's a theme sort of across a lot of things that we do. I think particularly in the well, this mentorship program, I'm kind of always asking the women to really zoom in on one thing, Mm -hmm. like a grace, a takeaway. At the end of each of the sessions, I have a little spot in their workbook called Living Water. And I ask them, like, as soon as you get off the call, don't like get up and go attend to your kids or go right back to work, whatever it may be. Stay with your workbook for just a minute or two. And narrow down like what is the one thing that really gave you life what was the living water this session could have Mm -hmm. been from the small group could have been in the scripture that we read could have been from the talk but I think having that determination to really get down to the essence of something Mm. ends up bearing more fruit like the quality of the one thing ends up bearing way more fruit Mm. than a quantity of good things yeah even you know yeah I love that. Yeah. It's been good for me in many areas of my life to kind of apply the words of Jesus, really. Mm. In um, Luke 10, when he's talking to to Martha about Mary, (laughs) she's, you know, resentful or just stressed. Who knows? We weren't there. You could apply many (laughs) heart motivations to that conversation. If you know Stephanie Lansom, you are in Stephanie Lansom's imagination Mm -hmm. about this situation. Mm -hmm. Stephanie's depiction of Martha, her like prayerful interpretation of this scripture was really compassionate. And so when I think of Jesus speaking to Martha, it's re- it's not in that. It's not so much a rebuke as an yeah. invitation and instruction, right? He says about Mary, like, there's need of only one thing. And Mary has chosen the better part. Mm-hmm. So I just love those two words of one thing. Mm-hmm. Jesus was really all about simplicity. He cut right to the heart yeah. of everything through his ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really going to define the season is there's need of only one thing. Yeah. Always coming back to the one thing, which ultimately is Jesus. Yeah. So through all these different topics, we're really coming back to the one thing. But in general, the view of the whole season will be just very simple. Yeah. I love that. I think it's been so helpful to me to realize this very simple thing, which is that God is the source of my holiness. Mm. And that has like simplified so much for me, so much in my striving and like wanting to do prayer right or to be in relationship right or to be holier, to be more virtuous And ultimately, it comes down to the simple truth that the Lord is the source of all of that. Mm -hmm. I can't drum it up myself. I can't make it happen. It's only from this source of God. So that's just been so beautiful for me to recognize in simplicity in my own prayer, too. Like, especially when I feel like I'm struggling in prayer, I'm in a moment of... Not so much desolation, but not consolation either. Mm-hmm. I wish there was like an in-between word. Yeah, dryness maybe or not feeling Being, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the in He talks about desolation <laughs> and consolation, but there's this little known work about not, not feeling, feeling it. it. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, so when I'm in those, which is quite often, mm-hmm. I just come back to 
the simplicity of Jesus in the scriptures or the simplicity of sitting at the feet of Jesus and like realizing this is the source of everything. It's beautiful to hear you say that because I have actually heard that in your prayer. We pray together every day. As a staff, we get on like a morning stand-up call and everyone praise. And it's so interesting to just observe the different movements of everyone's heart and the themes that really ultimately express what the Lord is doing in each of your lives. And I hear you like reaffirm that every day, almost like you're reminding yourself every day. I can hear you and feel you like relax into that. Like, oh, okay, it's nine o'clock. It's time to pray and remind myself it's not all up to me. You know, I can come back to this reality that God is the source of my holiness. It's not about me doing or making it happen. Yeah, And that's been very beautiful for me. Like every day I'm like, oh, thanks for saying that. Thanks for reminding me. I think it comes down to the self-reliance thing too. Just the, the pull I have towards self-reliance, towards wanting to figure everything out on my own. And so not only has this been in my prayer, this realization that God is the source of my holiness, the source of consolation of all of it, but that he is the source through which my entire life makes sense, Mm. that he is in charge. And it's taken a lot for me to open my hands and allow that, allow him to actually be in charge, be the source of my kindness and motherhood Mm. and my patience in marriage and my mercy towards friends. Like he's the source of that. Yeah. So it's not just like a prayer thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It touches the rest of my life, practically speaking. Yeah. I was wondering as I was thinking about like introducing this theme of simplicity, like where does it start? Is it Mm. like simplicity of, of life in terms of your schedule, the pace of life, your physical space, like your house, you know, there's like such a movement towards minimalism. Totally. And I live in a really small space. So that's like very important to me to like Mm -hmm. keep things very simple. And I'm always assessing what has value. What am I using? You know, I can like feel stuff even before I lived where I live now. Is it this simplicity in prayer that comes first? And Mm. I don't know. There's just some clarity for me as you're talking about this. I don't know. Is it everything working together? Mm. What comes first for you? How did that realization come for you about God being the the source of everything and that like simple fact being like your anchor? Well, it came about for me through a book called 40 Weeks. Mm -hmm. Father Bill Watson is who wrote it. Anyway, but he's talking about St. Ignatius. After St. Ignatius struggled for a long time with uh, scrupulosity and like going to confession, but then immediately feeling like I need to go again. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so St. Ignatius had this realization that God is the source of his holiness. Mm. And I don't know, I just think this kind of goes back to how you even just started talking about this, which is, I think we need to pay attention to those phrases, those words that touch us. Yes. I have been sitting with God as a source of my holiness for a year, you know? Yeah. And I'm only just realizing that it's, it's, filtering out into the rest of my life. But it all started with me underlining it, talking about it with a friend. So I just think that's a beautiful thing that you invite Mm -hmm. those gals in the well to do that, to really pay attention to what the Lord's doing. 
because he has so much for you in that. And that's where I think I, I sometimes struggle with how much content we have on the internet, how much we consume on the internet, even really beautiful things. Right. Everything from Ascension Press, everything from Abiding Together, from the CFRs. I mean, yes, I want to know everything. I want to hear about their prayer. They, these are wholly amazing people. Well, even for us, we totally we produce, we share a lot of content. Yeah. I just had this deep desire for every person, but really for every woman involved in Blessed Is She, to go down deep with the Lord mm. over a phrase, over a word over one podcast. What you're saying is resonating with me so deeply because even as I was like praying about and kind of working with some of the content, some of the themes that we're going to talk about, we're not keeping it simple because we don't have anything to say. We're keeping it simple because God is doing very few things very deeply. Right. Like I feel so can even sharing that, like I have chills from head to toe. I can like feel so deeply that God wants to talk about rest that God is going after like our pace of life the way we've been living trust and surrender for the last year like these are deep things that ultimately we have a ton to say about because we've experienced them because we're staying with them yeah you know he's even forcing us to you know what I mean yeah I I'm like Lord I'm ready to move on he's like nope here's another thing we're staying here totally I have felt that kind of I have even brought that like frenetic energy or that consumer mindset to prayer of like, I want a new word, Mm. a fresh word, a new image. And specifically, since I started meeting with a new spiritual director, I don't know. Six months, I think. You think longer? Yeah, at least. I was thinking longer, but. Eight months? Yeah, my prayer has dramatically changed. I stay with the same thing. Most of the time saying no words, just like being with the Lord. And it's a mystery even to me, (laughs) like the things that are being communicated. And a lot of times even when I leave, I'm like, what was that about? But I have a deep understanding and faith that there were things happening like on a cellular level. There was some healing or knowledge or intelligence like communicated to my soul that I am consciously not even aware of, but I feel different. I am different because of that encounter where I did almost nothing. I don't want to say thought about, but I was in the same image, like Mm -hmm. looking at the same thing, the same person, you know, in the same context for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So simplicity, I think we're both living. Yeah. So I wonder if the way to enter into simplicity is simply to give God permission Mm. to do one thing, (laughs) you know, and not always be demanding a new thing, not always thinking that we're not getting anything, you know, this like fear of like, maybe I'm not hearing from God if things aren't moving in prayer, if it's just like simply, what if we just stayed with him, with this one thing, you know? Stay simple. Are we changing it now? (laughs) If it's an S word (laughs) and it's about simplicity, we're talking about it. So, Beth, you think there's a correlation between minimalism and having less stuff in your relationship with the Lord. Totally. How? I think we feel like we know this in our bodies, even if we've never been taught that. Like when you sit down to work and you're 
your desk is a mess. I'm, some people would claim, like, I thrive in yeah. chaos and disorganization, if that's a word. Like, I thrive in the mess. But most people, I would say, like, think clearly and feel more peaceful in an open, clean space. I think there's, like, psychology. I know there is. But, like, that would argue the opposite. What? Yeah. I don't think so. Well, maybe for artists. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I can, like, create with the Lord. I would consider, like, writing talks, Mm -hmm. like the kind of creative work that I do. I can't do that when everything's a mess. In fact, I notice I will clean my whole place. Yeah. Clean up my car. I will clean before I can work on it. Mm -hmm. And maybe I am sort of working on things as Mm -hmm. I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. But I do think I just feel less like restricted and less distracted. But is that not how you work? No, I think we're similar in that way. But I think 50% of the population. 50? I, well, okay, this will take me on another train, but I tend to think more people are artists and creative and just don't even know it. I haven't like lived out that in their lives. I totally agree. And I would say 50% are more creative. No, I would say 100% of people are creative. Oh, okay. Who, who We're says, getting into some crazy stats no, right now. No, who said that? Someone just recently said it like in a talk. Like every child is creative. Every child is an artist. I just and I'm, I'm so sad because I don't think I was. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well, an artist, I guess, with like media, that medium. Yeah, but. I was an artist, I guess, with like words. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just think making space in our physical, where we live, our office, okay. our closets. Yes. Like fewer decisions, fewer distractions. All of these things make room, not only for God and to like go deeper, because mm. we're not always like grabbing at that thing that's like kind of shiny and in our yeah. line of sight, Yeah, but also helps us to like make room for other people. Mm. Instead of like attending to all of this stuff all around me and all there is to do, and so many opportunities and appointments and like rushing from one thing to the next. I kind of have space. I can breathe. That's one of my favorite expressions in the Psalms. It's in a, a couple of them where David talks about like, Lord, you gave me room when I was in distress. Just like my whole body relaxes when I read that Psalm and I think about how God does like at times <laughs> even set me in a desert, like a wide open place so that I can throw a tantrum or (laughs) even to remove some of those distractions visually so that I can just be in that place and like breathe again. Mm. I think that's true about our car and your apartment and your minimalist wardrobe, capsule wardrobe. Yeah. There's obviously a call from the Lord to not have a lot of stuff too. Wow. I wasn't even considering that. I wasn't even thinking about the gospel. Isn't that nuts? Application of it. Well, or... you know what got me thinking of it was I was like, there's got to be something from St. Francis. But then I took it even a step further. Mm, like Jesus Christ himself. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know where that is? The rich young man? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Let's test myself. I thought it was in Luke. I'm pretty sure it's on the right side of the page. <laughs> the rich man and Lazarus. That's not what we're looking for. Found it. What did I say? In Luke, on the right side of the page. (laughs) Chapter 18, 
Verse 18. Wow. Yeah. Start, right. Well, starting in verse 18. So this rich young man, this rich ruler, according to my translation, yeah. <laughs> comes to Jesus asking, like, how do I inherit eternal life? It's just so fascinating. Like, how do I? Mm. How do I, how do do I get it? it? How do I get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus tells him the commandments, basically. And he's like, all that I've, I've done, all that since my check, youth. Check, check, check. Yeah. So is that it? You know? And then Jesus, I had no idea. I'm like, the Lord. Verse 22, when Jesus heard this, he said to him, there is still one thing lacking. Mm. One thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> there's still one thing lacking. Sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. So this is not like pop psychology that we need. Um, we don't need Marie Kondo. Yeah, this isn't about organization necessarily. It's deeper than that. Not only space, but not being attached yeah. to things and having room so that the Lord can be more mm-hmm. and do more. He can't be everything to us if we have everything we need. Yeah. So this, I, I think, I do love a capsule wardrobe. <laughs> I love simplicity of things. Yeah. I don't like a lot of stuff. I'm totally with you on that. I feel very at peace not having a lot of stuff around. Mm-hmm. But taking that where my vices are mm-hmm. would be doing a lot of stuff, mm. um, filling my days with a lot of stuff, having the actual like physical capacity for a lot of stuff. Yeah. So then I do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I have the capacity for it, so I'll do it. Yeah. Not being like discerning at all with what I say yes to. Like that night is free. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So my attachment is to, again, back to like self-reliance and like figuring out my schedule and putting all of these things in just the right place so that I have all the time for all of these things that I've said yes to because I have the capacity to do it. Mm -hmm. But the Lord is not actually calling me to that. He's asking me to live a simple life. Mm -hmm. When I apply it to that sort of temptation of mine, it feels impossible. Mm. So the next part of the scripture I love so much and I'm very drawn to. Because mm-hmm. those who are hearing this, those who heard it said in verse 26, then who can be saved? Because Jesus had just said, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, what is impossible for mortals is possible for God. Wow. And that just has meant so much to me that in the areas that I feel like these vices, these temptations, my schedule, Lord, it can never be tamed. It's not realistic. I have so many things to do. I have people to care for. I have jobs to do. It's not possible to live a life of simplicity with you, God, going deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. and deeper. It's not possible. And I'm reminded that anything is possible Mm. with God. Well, back to just this one thing that the Lord is convicting you of, that it's not within your power to do it at all. Right. He's the source. Yes. He's the source of your schedule. He's the source of your energy. He's the source of your yes. He's the source of your contentment and satisfaction. It always comes back to that. Yeah. You can't do even what you want to do without him. Mm -mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like I want to pray with that now. Like, of course I have attachment to things and I just sense like a deeper invitation of like, what's, 
what's the one thing that Jesus would say to me? Mm. You know, we mm-hmm. leave that thing behind. Yeah. Then come follow me. It's interesting the invitation to follow is like after you put down that thing. Yeah. So if we want to go deeper, mm-hmm. we do have to rid ourselves of some of these distractions. Yeah. We do have to say no to some of these temptations, which have become a way of life, you know, not only for us, but culturally and for our family. Yeah. Ultimately, he went away sad. Yeah, he couldn't do it. But I'm I'm so consoled, you know, I think like a lot of people in this same scene that it says Jesus looking at him loved him. Yeah. There's such deep understanding and compassion in the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm that we can't do it on our own and that it is hard. It sounds so cheesy. Like I, I'm even catching myself not wanting to say it, but mm. like it is worth it to like let him have everything. Yeah. Not only our stuff, but like our interior attachments and preferences and the things that we like value and, and kind of like secret away, even from the Lord, like mm-hmm. to give him those things too. Yeah. And follow him and be free. I noticed too this like temptation to pack my days. Yeah. And so maybe it's a similar thing that I need to like kind of be more, even more attentive to with the mm. Lord. But I've done this in the past where like if we were traveling across country to lead a retreat, this is a couple of years ago, I would tack on the end of that retreat a trip for like a site visit, mm. thinking mm-hmm. I can like, I only have to fly. It's like one more day, I'm halfway there, you know, or it's like on the way back, I'll stop. I'll try to fit in this thing. It's making me laugh because those trips never went well. That is Is exactly what I was going to say. Every time. How funny. Every single time. It was like a terrible experience. The Lord's like, this is not my will. I mean, uh, thinking of it now, I feel like I have like crystal clarity. Like he's like, I'm not going to bless that. Yeah. Like that, you trying to fit it in and make it happen and... I, I don't even understand what that is exactly or like why, but he's showing me like, I'm not going to bless that. Not because he's punishing or trying to teach me a lesson, but like I'm doing it apart from him, yeah. doing it in my own like striving. And it's what makes sense in my human logic. Yeah. Even though time and time again, I have experienced that it doesn't work. Yeah. Physically, it's hard. Emotionally, it's harder, you know? And so I was getting ready, you know, as, as things are kind of opening up. I have a friend getting married overseas, and I'm so excited. And, and I, like, felt this invitation from the Lord to really, like, make it a thing and not squeeze it in and, like, go for the minimum amount of days, you know, because I genuinely do have, like, such a joy and want to celebrate her and I want to visit but there's this like fear or rush about like needing to get back to work, you know? And so I kind of had that pressure in my mind and I just felt the Lord saying like, what if you just like made it a thing? Yeah. What if you just really said yes to it? And what if you even made it a vacation and took even more time? (laughs) So I have a friend who lives in a nearby country (laughs) and I thought, okay, well I'll do, instead of doing seven days, I'll do 10 and I'll just pop over there for the weekend and then I'll rush back and I'll be back on time for Teachable Tuesday, you know, whatever this. And so I kind of had this plan, but I could feel the, mm. the panic in my body as I was doing I could feel that I was pushing it all in, like trying to make it all happen, you know? 
And I went to Mass that morning just by the grace of God, and I, I felt like the Lord say, no, <laughs> like, don't make it all. Don't fit it in, right? And I don't even know exactly what he said, but I just, like, even listened to my body in prayer that, like, that wasn't going to be enjoyable. Mentally, I wouldn't be there. Emotionally, I would be kind of fraught, you know? And so I decided, like, oh, I'll, I'll actually take some time there. Mm-hmm. I'll take more time and I'll fully be where I am instead of trying to maximize. That's something I tell you all the time. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is really working with me on like maximizing. No, it's okay if I just like walk to the car Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of walk to the car while I dial someone's phone number or pray a decade of the rosary or, you know, always trying to fit things in. What if I just like looked at this tree that I love on my walk into mass every morning yeah. instead of filling every moment. Yeah. I homeschool the girls now for the second year. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long it'll last. They're always teasing me <laughs> talking like, about going back to school. Seems like a good fit. I love it. Anyway, but whenever the girls, they get like spelling words and whenever they get one wrong, then we have to go over it every day, mm-hmm. you know? And I just say like the spelling word out loud and they say it out loud for my oldest. She doesn't. Anyway, so she's only gotten one word wrong, like ever. She's an excellent speller. <laughs> it's very odd. Anyway, she really struggles with the word breathe because mm. she can't remember the E at the end. Yeah. She's like, is it breath or breathe? Yeah. Anyway, it's just I, come I up so many that. times in this podcast of me thinking, it's just really beautiful that she has to stop and remember how to spell the word breathe. Yeah. Like we have to stop sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it is spelling the word breathe and like taking a pause and and just breathing. I don't know. I just think it's ironic. The Lord, who knows Mm -hmm. that you have to have to actually stop and breathe. Well, it's probably as much for you as it is for her. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I notice sometimes I'll be, I don't know, sitting at my desk or driving in the car and I have this little like catch like. (sighs) Yeah. And I realize like I have not been breathing. Yeah. Cuz I'm just so focused on whatever I'm doing or the next thing I need to do. So coming back to breath, coming back to the present moment, coming back mm-hmm. to the Lord who is I am in the present. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the reminder <laughs> to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Should we pray? Yes, please. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we breathe you in. Take this moment to breathe in your presence. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're working. And I ask, Lord, that you would give us each the grace to go deeper, to discern the one thing and to stay with you and to let you speak and move and change and and touch abundantly that one thing that what you're doing, God, would fill our moments and our thoughts and our heart, that in this simplicity, we would be drawn more deeply into your sacred heart. Lord, we consecrate this season to you, these conversations Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. We ask you to pour your precious blood, your anointing oil over these conversations, over the technology, over every woman, every man who listens to these conversations, that they would experience and encounter you right where they are. 
we consecrate ourselves to you through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full Holy of grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, friend. Thanks, Petey. You know what I was thinking? If someone wants to go deeper with this one thing, yeah, even discern what the one thing is, mm. if somebody needs space to do that, I would recommend a holy hour. Totally. <laughs> Going to visit Jesus truly present in the Eucharist and just spend some time there with him. Talk or don't talk. Just see what comes up, what scriptures move you. Um, and we have a little handout, a little help on the website. Mm-hmm. If you go to blessedisshe.net slash free resources, you'll find our little how to pray a holy hour sheet. You'll find lots of great free resources. So check out that page. Lots of things there for you. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.